This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 538. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have your company once again. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen. My name is Stephen Fennig. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. And on this week's show, we've just returned from San Francisco where we attended the Samsung Galaxy S23 launch. We'll take you through all the devices. And we also spoke with Samsung Australia's Vice President and Head of Mobile, Gary McGregor, about the devices as well. We'll hear from him as well. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to check out the new MacBook Pro with the new M2 Max chip. Rode, that great Aussie company, has just launched a new microphone and headset. And Technics has released a super CD player for the cool price of $5,499. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, as I said, I've just returned, just got back into the country from San Francisco, where Samsung held its Galaxy Unpacked event to launch the Galaxy S23, the S23 Plus, and the S23 Ultra. I do love the fact that they chose San Francisco for their launch event. Not the first time. They've had, I think this is their third launch, or no, fourth launch in San Francisco, because they did, they had their uh, a previous, I think just before COVID in 2020, they had their S20 launch. And I think in 2019 and perhaps even 2018, they had also the launch in San Francisco. Why is that significant? Well, it is the backyard of their main opposition in the smartphone space, that being Apple. Apple's headquarters is just a few miles south of San Francisco in Cupertino. And I don't know how symbolic this is where Samsung uses Apple's backyard to launch their new flagship phone. But I think, look, there may be some people apart from me reading something into that. But anyway, the the event uh, went off. Galaxy Unpacked was held in a massive venue. I think it was the Masonic Center in, in San Francisco. Uh, I was there and I, I had uh, a good look at the devices up close I was lucky to spend time with the S23, the S23 Plus, and I have been using the S23 Ultra since the day of the launch as my daily driver, and I'll talk a little bit more about the, all of these devices. The S23, of course, has a 6.1-inch display. The S23 Plus goes up to 6.6-inch, and the S23 Ultra, 6.8-inch. Let's talk firstly about the S23 and the S23 Plus, which are basically the same phone, just slightly different screen sizes. So the S23 is still a generous screen size at 6.1. S23 Plus, if you're after that larger screen without going all the way up to the Ultra, then that uh, the S23 Plus will do the job. And uh, these two devices have had a slight design tweak. From the front, of course, doesn't look like much of a difference. It's all screened. But on the back, you'll notice that the massive camera bump is gone. So the lenses are actually now on the rear panel. They slightly protrude from the rear panel rather than being in the in their own little island on the uh, on the back, the top left corner of the of the device. 
So now they've got that cleaner look to match the design of the S23. The S22 Ultra had the same design as well with no bump. It was all flush. And now the S23 and S23 Plus have gone down that path. So they do look more like a family of devices. Last year, the S22 S22 and S22 Plus looked a lot different to the S23 Ultra, which was kind of in its own little its own little zone there. But now this year, I like the fact that they've sort of got the design language down and they're all kind of singing out of the same hymn book, if you know what I mean. They're all looking the same and uh, and and offer the really good performance across the board. I should, I should mention that straight up. They've got the new the new Snapdragon processor built specifically for their devices. So this is, they've obviously worked with Qualcomm. In fact, the head of Qualcomm was at the event and uh, he he was uh, talking about the collaboration and how it's been great working with Samsung. So yeah, their Snapdragon 8 Gen mobile platform for Galaxy is uh, is powering these devices and what power they have. I've got to say, the devices are powerful enough across the board, not just the Ultra, to play the latest games, to to be able to, to shoot video, watch video really smoothly, uh, to create content. So it, it, it is up to the job when it comes to gaming and you'd assume being up to the job to play these latest games, then they're also easily able to do the, all those other tasks, multitasking, performing those other harder tasks on your device on the move. So really, really puts a lot more power in your hands in terms of getting things done, running those uh, applications, editing those videos for social media, doing all those things on the go. It is a lot more, a lot snappier. So improvement in performance right there. Just on the S23 Ultra, uh, outwardly, does it look like much of a, of a design update? I did notice though that the camera system, so there's four cameras on the S23 Ultra. The the cameras uh, come down a little bit further on the device. Like I tried to put the S22 Ultra case on the S23, but it wouldn't fit because the bottom lens on the left, so the bottom of the larger lenses were, is about, I think, about five millimeters lower than it is on the S22. And the smaller camera on the side is actually a little bit further out, a bit a bit wider, uh, so a bit space a bit further apart from the the larger lenses. That's the difference that I've noticed just just visually on the on the new device, the S twenty three V, the S twenty two. The other change is if you anyone who's got an S twenty two knows that the the it's got curved edges. Both sides are curved. With the S twenty three Ultra, the the edges have been flattened slightly, so there's not as curved as it is on the S22. Now, the reason Samsung gives for that is to reduce the curvature of the screen. So by having square, slightly squarer edges, that adds another millimeter or two to either side of the display so that you're actually getting more real estate without actually increasing the size of the screen. Because you've got to remember, S Pen is included with the S23 Ultra, so any more space that you can use to write or draw or sketch or whatever you need to do, that's going to be truly appreciated by customers. Now, I think the biggest thing we can talk about, the massive feature, which is the real standout, is with the camera on these devices. And in particular, the Galaxy S23 Ultra with a 
200 megapixel camera. That's not a typo, 200 megapixel. The rumor was that that was going to be the case, and I've probably mentioned that on this show, uh, and the rumors were right. 200 megapixel adaptive pixel sensor. So it's not just all about here's a whole bunch more pixels and do your best. It's all about how you use those pixels and the adaptive pixel sensor can actually create, there's a thing called pixel binning. So it supports multiple levels of high resolution processing. And that again goes back to the the power of the processor and it allows these pixels to combine to attract, uh, to draw more light into the sensor. That's another strength of this of the camera on all three on all three models, not just the S twenty three Ultra, is that it is superb in low light. They made a big deal last year. Remember they invented that term nightography. Uh, well, they've taken that, of course, they've kept it and taken it a step further with this new adaptive pixel technology. Also, the front-facing screen is uh, has also had an improvement as well. 12-megapixel front-facing camera with HDR, shoots video uh, it, it, and portrait mode even in the, from the front camera as well. So selfies, which are very important for a lot of users, is even better. So it's the first time they've, they've got HDR selfie camera, which goes from 30 frames to 60 frames per second for even better front-facing images and videos. And if you would like to take a little bit more control with the camera, the S23 series has uh, some new features, including uh, editing, shooting and editing in RAW, and also shooting the night sky with astrophoto settings. So you do have RAW, which lets you shoot in a much larger format, so there's more options for editing. But the astrophoto, the night sky shot, that, that, that setting... He's going to fascinate me. Uh, I'm, I'm right into my astrophotography. I've got a few telescopes and mounts, and I, it's my hobby now to photograph the, the deep sky objects like nebulas and galaxies and things like that. I'm fascinated with what Samsung has to offer. From what I understand, the astro camera will allow between four to 10 minute exposures. How it does this is fascinating. Now, in the astrophotography world, what I do is I have a mount that tracks the rotation of the Earth, and my telescope is shooting sometimes up to 10-minute exposures. And what we do after a few hours of shooting is stack those images before we process them. So what what Samsung's doing with its astrophoto setting is running that 4- to 10-minute exposure, but that exposure consists of couple of seconds of exposure, which is stacked during that duration from four minutes to 10 minutes. It's stacking those images that are, that it's being taken for up to 10 minutes. I find that amazing. That's really clever use of the technology that will account then also for the rotation of the earth as well. They claim that they've got an algorithm that can track where you are on the globe and use an algorithm to, to account for the rotation of the earth. Without that, what you get is star trails. I'm sure you've seen those. If you if you got a still camera, position it to, towards the night sky, leave the shutter open for five minutes. You'll come back and your your photo will be all these curved lines. That is the rotation of the Earth. The stars aren't moving; it's the Earth that's moving, and that's what causes that effect. But they've claimed to have an algorithm that can uh, that can handle all of that. The cameras uh, can also shoot on the S23 Ultra. You can shoot 8K video as well at 30 frames per second. 
Now, I think the the, the number of features that are that were I've written a separate story called the top ten hidden features of the S twenty three. These are the the these are the features that didn't make the presentation or were only a, a, like took up one second of of the of the presentation. Uh, and I'll go through a couple now. One of them is a feature called Vision Booster. This boosts the brightness of your screen if you go outside. So in direct sunlight, it can actually boost automatically the brightness of the screen so you can read it as clearly as you are inside. Uh, you can also There's also a feature called real-time ray tracing. This is a gaming feature. So what it does, it actually can imitate the behavior of light by calculating the movement and color characteristics of those light rays. And what you're getting is this amazing realistic lighting effect and your games on the on the S23 is going to look even better. They've also got a feature called the vapor chamber. So if you're gaming, they, they do take up a bit of processing power. The vapor chain chamber actually keeps the phone cool. So it cools your phone down so that you can be gaming for hours. You're not going to get uh, – it's not going to get overheated. The other feature too is 360 audio recording. So if you uh, own the Galaxy Buds 2 Pro earphones and you're shooting video, you can actually utilize the microphones in the Buds to create that 360 audio recording. So you're using the microphone in the phone itself and the ones in your earphones to create that 360 sound. Remarkable. There, uh, that's kind of a top-down look at the devices. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking to Gary McGregor, but uh, let's talk pricing first. Uh, what the 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 S twenty three is going to start at one thousand three hundred and forty nine bucks. So that's that's for the S twenty three. So that starts at thirteen forty nine. The S twenty three plus starts at sixteen forty nine. S23 Ultra, $19.49, all the way up to $26.49 if you want a terabyte of data, a terabyte of storage. Now, those prices are actually $100 more than last year's, the S22 pricing, but what Samsung has done is doubled the entry level of memory. So last year, you would have got 128. This year, you're getting 256. So it's basically, it's the same price as those products last year. Uh, so it's kind of, you could argue that it is actually the same price as it was before. If you want to take a closer look at the S23, read our story, not only about the phone itself, but also all those hidden features, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, as promised, uh, we did speak to Australian Samsung Australia's Vice President and Head of Mobile, good bloke, Gary McGregor. Uh, it was great to spend some time with him in the US for the launch, and we caught up with him for an interview, as we typically do at a Galaxy Unpacked event. And just a little fun fact, the interview you're about to hear was recorded using the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra. So I'll let you judge for yourself about the audio quality. I think it was pretty good. So I, I, I didn't. It means it meant I didn't have to take along extra microphones and extra recording equipment so I could capture it. But Gary and I had a chat about the devices themselves, some of the pre-sale offers, uh, the the device being uh, constructed out of you know sustainability is a, a real real theme for them and sort of how they use recycled materials. Uh, we we had a really nice long chat, and here's what he had to say. Gary, welcome back to the Tech Guide podcast. We're here in San Francisco for the S23 launch. Can you tell us what, what can we expect this year? This year with the S23, what we've done is present 
really the future of smartphone technology for the next 12 months. And the, the, big, the big announcement is really around the S23 Ultra and in particular the camera, the 200 megapixel camera sensor. It's the biggest camera to ever come out in the Samsung Galaxy smartphone range. So I, I know that obviously the, the pillars of the, the smartphone uh, camera, mm -hmm. design, Yes. display, yes. battery as well, so battery's been enhanced also across the range. Yeah, that's right. So the, the battery on the S23 and the Plus model is actually bigger than before. It's 200 milliamp hours bigger than it was previously. And it's uh, the same milliamp hour battery in the Ultra, however, it's optimized. So we've got CPU and GPU enhancements through AI, which means these batteries are lasting about 20% longer on average as well. So again, that comfortable full day out your smartphone is more than easily achieved with this range. I'll come back to the camera in a moment, but mm -hmm. performance Performance is obviously something that's really important, so the performance, the efficiency, that's also gone to the next level. Yeah, the efficiency, both uh, the GPU and CPU, so essentially the power and how the power is applied and also how it balances out. For example, gaming. We, we look at gaming and if you can produce a smartphone that supports the hardcore gamers out there, it meets the needs of everyone yeah. else in Australia. And this time we've been able to drive efficiencies where it's about 40% more efficient than before to allow you to game. So again, we talk about technology being adapting itself around you rather than the other way around. That's exactly what these products yeah. do this time. I was impressed by, I was actually up playing Asphalt 9, I think it was, on the I'm the, glad the we were phone. able to pull you away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the phone was driving the video on a massive monitor. So that's that's really impressive power right there, but uh, I like how you can pair also your gaming controller. I think I had an Xbox controller and playing it on the on the on the device like I was in front of my console. That's right. And a lot of people forget now, and there's a lot of people, and I'm sure your uh, listeners and readers will, will ask about when's the right time to, to upgrade and should I upgrade. But when you see how the smartphone and essentially pocket. That, that's where we are. And if you go back to text and specs on previous computing models, we are blitzing that. So one, one of the things we found last year was the use of small businesses and techs where they've actually removed laptops from businesses and given everyone monitors yeah. and phones. And that gives you a solution there. So yeah, for gaming as well, all the power is in the smartphone. Mm -hmm. And that really is the control panel for, for your life. And like you said, the performance is also something that can drive your productivity and everything uh, going forward. Uh, you mentioned to the Ultra, so obviously the S23 Ultra, but interestingly last year you were saying the Ultra was the most popular model in the range. Are you expecting the same thing this year? It was, it was really interesting because obviously there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sensitivities around what's happening with the economy and people having enough money to, to spend on smartphones and we were really blown away in Australia because what we saw was that more than 50% of the products that we sold in the S22 range was actually the Ultra product. Mm -hmm. So it says to me that uh, Australians are, they value technology, they value what it does to their life and as such they're willing to spend more money on it as well. So that's really the fuel for us to keep continuing to produce the best smartphone experience. And let's talk about the camera now because that's really the star of the show, 200 megapixel. So really what it says to me is that there's no barriers now to capturing a good photograph, whether it's the subject's far away or it's dark, nothing gets in your way now. 
No, that's right. That, that's absolutely right. For a very average photographer like myself, <laughs> it can make me look really, really good. We're all, we're all capturing and we're all sharing more than we ever have before. And we've all started going out and about. But what this does is it allows you to be able to crop in and zoom on to pictures and print those pictures in super high resolution. It helps you during the day, but also nighttime. And we introduced last year this concept of nightography. Massive amounts of enhancements have gone on there too. So that the 200 megapixel camera sensor, you're now starting to see what you see with your human eye. How many times have we all taken a picture at night and then looked at it on our phone and gone, not quite the way I remember it. <laughs> yeah. we, we do that a lot, but this time around, you're actually looking at the phone and looking at it and thinking, that's how I remember it. And that's what photography on smartphones should be. You mentioned the, uh, the upgrade cycle. Now, I know a lot of my listeners and, and readers have, uh, they're, they're big Samsung fans and they, they've been using, still using like the N9 and the 10. Mm. So they upgrade to the 23, they, they're not going to know themselves. It's going to blow their socks off. It really is that the difference is marked in how much the, the screen resolution, the, the camera quality, the power, the battery performance is, is mind blowing as well. And these products have all got more sustainable materials in them than ever before, too. So so you're actually doing your bit for the environment that's as well. my next question actually oh, Gary it's like my a next great segue right Thank you. A, that seems to be and I noticed that CES 2 on the in, on the AV side mm. and now you guys on mobile that's a big part of the company moving forward is in our sustainability being able to use recycle materials and repurpose materials now mm -hmm. in your products not only the smartphones but across the board More broadly that's right yeah so we're within the mobile or the digital experience division we talk about our galaxy for the planet initiatives and Samsung is a big brand is a massive responsibility to look after the planet for the generations to come. If we look at the S23 family in particular, what we're going to do there is we'll be able to repurpose more than 15 tons of fishing nets. We will take them out of the oceans and we basically compound them down into very, very fine pellets and then we uh, we upscale them and we upmarket them into new components for the S23. So we're taking fishing nets out of the ocean. Similarly, single-use plastics are gone. Like water bottles uh, and like, those, right? yeah, yeah, we're, we're actually, we're using, so we've taken the single-use plastics out of the packaging, but we're also using, yeah, water bottles, uh, glass, we're recycling oh. glass within the screens as well. So 22% of the screen on your smartphone is now going to be made from recycled glass. But again, it's the strongest glass that we've ever had in a smartphone as well, yeah. in the most crystal clear picture. So we're, we're balancing it out and we're making sure that for every every Samsung smartphone that you're buying, we're, we're doing our bit collectively for the environment too. Let's talk colors. This year yes. we've got lavender, green, cream, and phantom black. Mm -hmm. So what, what are you, uh, they're, they're new. I think the greens are slightly different green. I've got the, the green S22. It's slightly different this year, the green. It is a so different. Color's an interesting play, isn't it though? Like a lot of customers, they drift to 10, trend towards different colours, don't they? They do. We saw with the S22 last year, it was probably the first year where everyone was buying very evenly across the colour palette. This time around, I think it will be no no different. The, the pleasing thing for me is Australians have stopped just buying black smartphones. Yeah. It's, uh, or a lot so of that's people, the one of the least favourite, isn't it, now black? It, it is, yeah. yeah. People are, a smartphone is an expression of you. We've all gone a little bit personalisation crazy as well, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the hero colour from us is the green. 
and I think uh, your readers and your listeners will absolutely love the the green lavender did incredibly well last year around cream coming back there was a lot mm -hmm. of uh, push for that so I'm very excited to see how the color palette goes but for us we're almost forecasting evenly across all colors okay. in the market all right last question mate well, it wouldn't be a Samsung launch without an offer so there's a pre-order offer mm -hmm. across the telcos I understand there'll be different offers for different yes, telcos yes. so uh, it's uh, also some up some trading offers too so if a customer's got an older Samsung device can they come in and trade up to the new one? They, they can. We welcome trade ups, and those trade ups don't need to be from Samsung products either. Oh, ah, really? You okay. Can, you can trade in. So you will, and what you you'll see in market is a, a bonus trade in value on top of what the the market value of your smartphone is. And I would say about a quarter of the market today are trading in their device. We know in the car market that's a lot more. So the concept's still quite alien to people. I encourage people to check it out. It's uh, it's very good because what you want to do is reduce that cost to change to your new model as much as, as possible. In addition to that, there are some fantastic offerings around uh, when you do pre-order, you can get vouchers for respective online stores as well. So that allows you to buy the accessories, whether it be buds, whether it be a watch, or whether it be cases and various things, you can buy those for your smartphone as well. So that there's a lot of offerings out there right across the carrier market and the retailers have all got very differing offerings. So yeah, shop around and find out what is best for you. But I can promise you even this concept of BYO and bring your own with some of the, the big retailers, uh, there are incredible offerings in there, so it's worth checking those out. All right, well, I look forward to getting my hands on the device. Gary, thanks very much. I look forward to seeing what you think about it, Steve. All the best. Appreciate it. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware or viruses or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring. You have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays in private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Kicking off the reviews this week, it's a big one. This is the 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Max. That's the new silicon that Apple released just a few weeks ago. They released the M2 Pro and the M2 Max, Max being the better of the two, both being awesome as well. But Max is uh, has more cores, uh, more a unified memory, more d displays that you can connect to the device as well. We'll go into that in a minute. Now, as I wrote to this review, 
I said that me testing this MacBook Pro, it's such an underuse of its capability. So I, I actually wrote the review for the 14-inch MacBook Pro powered by the new M2 Max using the M2, the M2, the Mac Pro with M2 Max. And I said it was such an underuse, it was like cracking an egg with a sledgehammer. I, I don't profess to get to use this computer, this laptop, anywhere near to its limits. It didn't get out of first gear to handle my workflow. But I'm not a professional photographer. I'm not a professional video editor. I'm not a 3D effects and, and, and uh, graphics uh, editor either. So I'm not really the customer for this computer. But for those who, who, who this computer is aimed at, the new chips and the capabilities are an absolute game changer. I think that pro, pro users who work on projects that cost millions of dollars, whose time is so valuable that any kind of performance improvement or time saving is like gold for, for them. So like, as I said, I'm never going to suggest that my daily workflow would even would raise a sweat on the MacBook Pro with M2 Max. But for those who need to push their MacBook Pro to the limit when they're editing, rendering, creating things, these are the true professionals that this new laptop was built for. Now, the new MacBook Pro lineup is available in 14-inch and 16-inch models. So you get the choice of M2 Pro or M2 Max chips. For our review, we received the 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Max. There was 64 gig of unified memory, which is what we what we used to be called RAM, and two terabytes of SSD storage. Now, the MacBook, the 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Max that I received with all those specs, that will cost you $6,499. I'll give you the entry-level prices at the end of the review, but that, that's what you're looking at. Design-wise, identical to the previous model. No different. It's got three Thunderbolt 4 USB-C ports. It's got a HDMI port that can support up to 8K, an SD card slot, a 3.5mm headphone jack, and the MagSafe 3 port for charging. So that's that magnetic port. Uh, if someone bumps the cable, it's just going to pop out rather than drag your laptop across the room and off the table. So that's, that's there for safety. Now, with the M2 Pro... The, the chips the, the, the chips are, are different, okay? So the, the M2 Pro, that's got 40 billion transistors, up to 32 gig of unified memory, 19-core GPU. Pretty impressive. But the M2 Max has 67 billion transistors, up to 96 gig of unified memory, and up to 38-core GPU. So that's the difference. Now, as I said, these two advanced Apple chips could absolutely revolutionize workflows for professionals. And, and a lot of the tasks that these high-end users perform can only up until now be performed on workstation, like desktop workstations that need to be connected to power. A lot of their applications are so high-end, they don't work on a device run by a battery. Yet these new MacBook Pros allow them to use those applications on battery power. So you could be sitting next to someone on a plane. They might be editing the latest Hollywood blockbuster on that thing. 
that's the power and and the portability now of, of these new MacBook Pros, which is that, that, that's remarkable. That is a breakthrough. And again, if you're not a professional user, you're probably going to think, yeah, that sounds pretty good. But for a professional user, this is an absolute big deal. This is a massive deal for them. So if you're a user who has, you need to save time, you need to speed up your workflow, then of course the MacBook Pro will will do it. For, my, for myself, I could get away with using the MacBook Air with M2. Easily do everything I need. The occasional video edit, all my writing, emailing, whatever, browsing, editing my website, the MacBook Air would do it. MacBook Pro, on the other hand, takes it to another level. Although I've got to say, I took this to San Francisco with me for the Samsung trip, and I did have to edit a video, and Final Cut Pro absolutely smashed it. Really no waiting at all for anything, including when I was outputting it. So at the end of it, I'm happy with the edit. I'll just output it. It rendered it in... You know, like about two minutes where it normally takes five to 10 minutes to, to output. It was like a five gig video. Uh, that, so that's just a tiny example of how I would use it. But imagine a pro outputting a much bigger file, then the speed it will then, you'll appreciate the speed even further. Now, in, I have examples of how it can improve workflow. So we'll talk about photo editing, 3D animation and motion graphics and video editing. And in, if say you're using Photoshop as well, you can, uh, if you're if you're using Photoshop, it can do things like accelerate, uh, do uh, complete ML accelerated tasks, edit high resolution photos, auto fill and repair faster than ever before. In fact, it's three times faster with M2 Max than a MacBook Pro with Intel Core i7. Now, if you're a visual effects artist and you're handling massive files, 3D video effects workflows the MacBook Pro can smash through them as well. 3D artists can get through extreme geometry and textures in scenes with some of the largest, latest professional PC laptops that they can't get near it with the sort of power now the MacBook Pro is offering. New motion graphics artists can edit and manipulate massive scenes twice as fast as they would with a MacBook with Intel Core i7. And video professionals will see an improvement at all stages of their workflow too, especially when they're doing multicam work. So you can play back up to 10 streams of 8K ProRes video at the same time. So if you are multicam editing in post-production, uh, it this will absolutely smash through that as well. Editors can also transcode media up to 16 times faster than the latest Intel-based MacBook Pros. That just gives you an idea of the type of improvement you're going to get. And you've got to remember, these aren't just for powering through workflow, they're also excellent for watching things. So for great for entertainment. So if you if you if you've got the liquid retina XDR display, it's got up to sixteen hundred nits of peak brightness. Uh, you've got six speaker sound system. So just watching something on this is awesome as well. It also has a studio quality three mic array, which reduces feedback. So you get the directional beam forming microphones that eliminate the background noise, whether you're recording something or you're on a video call, uh, the microphone is, is a lot better as well. But one of the biggest improvements is the battery life. So what, what the new chips have created is this all new level of efficiency. So with the 14-inch MacBook Pro, up to 18 hours of battery life. The 16-inch takes that up to 22 hours of battery life, the longest ever offered on a MacBook laptop. Absolutely remarkable. Now, the 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Pro, 
starts at $3,199. 16-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Pro starts at $3,999. If you want to step up to the M2 Max, 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Max starts at $4,999. 16-inch MacBook Pro with M2 starts at $5,599. Now, if you're a professional, your time's valuable. You need a, a computer like this to help you power through your work, get it done efficiently, really improve your workflow. For myself, this isn't a computer I would buy because it is so much has so much more power than what I would need it for. But if you're a professional, you're looking this in a whole different way. So hats off to Apple for creating this amazing new laptop, so powerful, an absolute game changer for those professionals who's Let's face it, all the, the pros who will use these produce all that great content and work that we love and appreciate. So with these improved MacBooks, I'm looking forward to see what they can come up with now. They've really raised the bar now in terms of what's possible. So yeah, I really look forward to seeing all that. If you want to read our complete review of the 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Max, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, we've spoken about Rode in the past. I'm actually speaking into a Rode Procaster microphone and also uh, editing and recording this through the, the Rodecaster 2. Uh, so I've got Rode products all around me. Uh, they have just released the NTH100M headset edition of their award-winning NTH100 headphones. I'm actually using the NTH100 headphones right now but what Rode has done is released a microphone for the NTH100 headphones to turn them into a headset. So you've got this removable microphone that attaches to the right ear cup. It's got a bayonet connector. So you put it in, twist it around. You've suddenly got a microphone. There's also another cable in the box to give you, uh, so you can plug it in and be able to record and listen through the headphones as well. So they've really raised the bar here in terms of the of the possibilities of recording and, and broadcast quality sound. Now, fans of uh, my other podcast that I do with uh, Trevor Long, so Two Blokes Talking Tech and our movie podcast, The Best Movies You've Never Seen, give that a listen if you haven't tried that already. We received these headsets, I think about three months ago, possibly longer. And so the last 10 to 12 episodes of Two Blokes Talking Tech and the best movies you've never seen were recorded using the Rode NTH100M headsets. So if you want to go, if you haven't already heard those shows, you can hear the quality for yourself. So it is offering that broadcast quality sound. Oh, we're really happy with it. Uh, it does make recording with, with someone else easier if you're wearing headsets. I, I like to use the Procaster when I'm recording by myself uh, because I don't need to move my head around and talk to another person. It's just me here. So I prefer to use this, this bigger microphone. But if you want to hear the quality of the headset, uh, you should check out those podcasts, Two Blokes Talking Tech and the best movies you've never seen. Check them out. If you're not already listening, do yourself a favor, subscribe because uh, those, those podcasts are very popular with our listeners and especially the movie podcast. We're getting a lot more new listeners who are coming on board. Now, the headphones, of course, 
have 40 millimeter dynamic drivers with high grade components. So very low distortion, very accurate audio because you want to hear it exactly how it sounds, right? The ear cups have a contour design and have this great acoustic performance. So uh, there is a there is a layer of memory foam as well to provide passive noise isolation. Uh, on top of that, the you can have the really good monitoring, so broadcast quality voice capture all in one device. Uh, the microphone has a miniature condenser capsule that provides detailed voice reproduction and also rejects plosive. So it's got a little, I think, a built-in uh, built-in windsock or something. So the, my my plosives aren't uh, coming through at all. The microphone is, of course, fully detachable. Can be stored in the included pouch when not in use as well. Um, it is built. What I like about the headphones too is that it's a it's a set, it's got the fit lock system. So. Every time I put them on, they're the right size, so it locks the the in the size into place. So I've got a big head, so it needs to be locked into that position. So I don't waste a few seconds adjusting the headphones. I just put them on, and they're ready to go. So that's what the NTH100M offer, well, the 100 offer that as well. If you've already got the 100, the NTH100, you can just buy the mic for 99 bucks. But if you want to buy everything, the NTH100M is available now for 299 bucks. Well worth it. A great sporting a great Aussie company based in the Sydney suburb of Silverwater. These are made in Silverwater. And these are products that are heard and used around the world. So good on road, really proud Aussie company flying the flag. And with this new new product, uh, they're always coming up with great stuff. The 100, the NTH100M headset, definitely worth it if you're a podcaster or a streamer, you want to create that good quality audio, uh, as well as having great monitoring as well through the headphones, then that's a fantastic all-in-one solution. You want to check out our story, check it out at techguide.com.au. Technics, that's a brand, uh, blast from the past. Technics has been around for a long time. And the name, uh, it really associates, I myself associate it with high quality audio. They've been that audio brand that have been around, a lot of, got a real legacy as an audio company with great quality stuff. They're actually owned by Panasonic nowadays too. So oh, they've always, I think, been owned by Panasonic. But uh, Technics uh, is its own brand, even though Panasonic owns them. But they're a real audiophile brand, I'd say. And their latest product really confirms this because they've this super CD and digital music player, the SLG700M2, so it can play super CD format and digital music. And it's packed in a chassis that has so many features, including improved digital audio signal processing, uh, achieving phase alignment, pulse response, the whole kit and caboodle, everything you need for high fidelity reproduction, it has got it. It's also got high precision coherent DA, that's digital analog converter. So you're converting digital values to audio signals with the utmost accuracy and before outputting them to an amplifier. Uh, it can also minimize phase and amplitude deviations uh, to give and, and can process signals up to 192 kilohertz PCM using proprietary digital signal processing. Now, the result of all that, if you understand that, you're an audiophile. I am a little bit, I'd like to think. But this, these are the steps they've taken to make sure that what is in your ear is the purest and best that it can be. It also has a multi-stage silent power supply. 
So it provides this noise suppression in three stages. So high-speed switching power supply, low, low noise regulator, and the current injection active noise cancelling. So it uses this to – like because power can, can cause distortion and noise. So the power supply has to be housed in its own part of the chassis so it's separated from the other components. So it, it even uses a technique like we hear, we, you know, with active noise cancellation where you, it hears outside noises and cancels them out. Well, it's got that on board within the player. So it applies an inverse phase current to any detected noise to further reduce any possible interference. Now, it supports playback of the Super Audio CD high-quality disc format. Yes, they still make discs and includes a dedicated SA, CD, and CD pure disc playback mode so you get even more sound quality. So there's layer upon layer of improvement and quality here. Now, in this mode, that mode with SACD and CD Pure Disc Playback, the player shuts off all the circuit blocks apart from those required to play the CD. And so that reduces internal noise and pumps up the sound quality as well. Uh, it, report, it can support other high-resolution formats, including uh, WAV files up to 384 kHz, 32-bit, FLAC and ALAC up to 384 kHz, 24-bit, and DSD up to 11.2 millihertz. So the SLG700M2 has Chromecast and AirPlay built in as well. So you can actually stream music from your devices. And you know, with all those features on board, that it's going to go through, like it's like it's going through a filter to make it sound better. It's got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth connectivity as well, USB, USB-B port. Now, what that does, it provides a constant connection to a network audio server or your PC to allow playback of high-resolution sound sources from that connected device. So it keeps it consistent. And it's all housed within a chassis where the power supply, digital interface, analog circuitry, and disk drive sections are independent of each other. So this prevents interference between the circuits that would otherwise degrade the sound quality. The display itself has a three-layer chassis configuration and a vibration damping and quiet construction. I love it. The disc player is uh, made of die-cast aluminium for even higher precision disc playback. I really love that attention to detail, and it's no wonder this costs $5,499. Now, if what I just said to you sounds like audio porn, then this is probably the product you want to buy. If what I just said to you sounds like Greek, then stick to what you got because you probably don't appreciate that higher level audio quality. You probably haven't heard that higher level audio quality or you maybe don't can't afford the higher level audio quality because like I said, 5,499 bucks for the Technics SLG700M2. It's a beautiful looking device available in silver and black. I think get a lot of bang for your buck and audiophile will agree that there are all those features on board to help produce pure sound is well worth that price. If you want to see it for yourself, check it out, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive 
all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk, once again, supported proudly this year by Belkin. They are the company that can bring you screen protectors for the new Galaxy S23. That's a very popular part of Belkin's product range are the screen protectors. So protect your investment. They've also got MagSafe product, cables, portable batteries, you name it, they've got it. Check them out, belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I thought I'd talk to you about some run-out deals we're hearing about. Now, it's the time of year where the new products, including televisions, are about to be released. And it's also the time of year, if you want to pick up a bargain, you get a 2022 TV that's really going to be uh, at uh, some slash prices, some cut price uh, savings here, including LG. We just heard today that they are offering special run-out promotions across its 2022 home entertainment products, including OLED TVs and QNED TVs and soundbars as well. Now, during the sales period, you'll be able to get a 65-inch CSOLED TV for under $3,000. That's an $800 saving. So it's down to $2,976. Save $800 at select retailers. Uh, the LG CS OLED is amazing picture quality, is running the A9 Gen 5 AI processor. I've got, I'm looking at one right now. It is a remarkable TV. And if you get it for $800 cheaper, why not? They've also got deals with the LG QNED. That's their LED TV. So it's their, their quantum dot TV. So uh, the 65-inch is uh, down to $2,076. That's a $1,300 saving. And the soundbar, the S80QY soundbar, $849. That's a $300 saving. So definitely worth checking out these run-out sales. That's LG's. They've, uh, they've just announced those. There will be more. So if you are in the market for TV, whether it's from LG, from Hisense, from Samsung, from any company, they're about to roll out the 2023 range. So there are some bargains to be picked up for the 2022 models. And that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to find out more about anything we've spoken about, you can find it at techguide.com.au. And we'd love it if you get in touch with us. Our email is info at techguide.com.au. You could be on the on our help desk. Or if you also want to contact us, hit the Ask Stephen icon. That will also get an email my way as well. We also want to take this chance to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great sponsors who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. Thank <laughs> you.